he's never seen me fight live. He, he his news in school on uh, Monday is going to be. I flew to Boston and watched my dad fight in the UFC. Are you going to split your bonus with him if you get it? No, definitely. But he says he's going to split. Um, he's signed up, isn't it? He's already. Yeah, Paul's really nice like that. You know, he doesn't need the money. In fair, he just jacked up him walking on. The chap's loud. dream is to be world champion, world lightweight champion in the UFC, have more money than I know what to do with, and have a great life for my, my kids, my grandkids, everyone in my, in my family, everyone that's, that's come up with me. That's my dream. Episode 39 of the Severe MMA podcast is officially here. Andrew McGahan joined as always by Sean Sheehan in the aftermath of UFC Dublin. And Sean, First things first, you're, you hate me for it already because you hate them as a group, you hate them as people, you hate everything about them. But this is my new 10,000 hours from the first UFC Dublin. You hate it, don't you? Yeah, I wouldn't be. I, I I don't hate the script that much. I like the rarely stuff, but before they were cool. All of their songs. I don't like that song. I really don't like that song. But I like some of their early songs. But they're all the rest of their songs sound the same. Well, for those that are listening and being clueless, maybe I have just uh, I have just rendered you a name. It's called Paint the Town Green from the script. And if you've heard it recently and you're at UFC Dublin, it is in fact Paddy Houlihan's um, Paddy Houlihan's walkout track. The man poor, that is poor man's cranberries. Well, I have to admit, from the videos I've seen of that, I'm kicking myself that I didn't go out for it. But that seemed cool, and a bit of like definitely not a song I would have pegged Irish people to go along with. Cranberries, zombie. Not, not so much. Like, oh, you're too young. Yeah, well, maybe that as well. But I just mean out of the the other songs that were played that night. You know the the Irishy sort of tracks. Wait, was Cahill before or after Ashling? Four. Before, yeah, well, the, I was expecting an ole 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 sort of to get more reaction than zombie. Yeah, did you hear uh, Ariel calling me out in the MMA? Or no, for I not, saw that on Twitter. What was yeah, that about? For not, I was only joking. Like, for not telling him that uh, that uh, the cranberries for Limerick. He was like, oh, he's gone big time now. He's UFC credentialed media. He's uh, he's like, oh, he's not he's not listening to the show anymore. And I was, I literally listened to all of the show. Barred like the forty-five seconds when he was talking yet. about me. <laughs> yeah, I was changing from uh, TV to laptop, but yeah, that was all in good fun anyway. So we are now again the second best MMA podcast recorded on a Monday this week. Well, anyway. yeah, but it's not coming out on Tuesday, so we'll we'll uh, it's it's not as bad this week. We came out on a Monday last week, so we we the CME and and Ariel got up against us. So yeah, we were the third best. Um, well, back to it a couple of steps. Talking about the atmosphere there, Paddy Hillhan's walkout. I loved it. The fight, though, that first round, we got a couple of tweets. I don't know if you were tagging them or if it was just me. Andrew McGann probably came everywhere a couple of times yeah. watching that first round. Andrew McGann has a hard on now for this jujitsu and all of this stuff. I appreciate the tweets. Um, maybe not uh, assuming that I'm that attracted to jujitsu, although. You are. Thanks. But that was something else. That that was actually a great fight. Yeah, it was. Actually, I haven't watched it back yet. It's the only fight I haven't watched back. But yeah, it was a very good fight. Like Pete was on the MIR today. He said as well, it's like um, it's like a stand up war, but on the ground. It, you know, kind of like it was so it was exciting as a stand up war, and that's that's an odd thing to see. But yeah, 
I don't know, was it you or PT I was talking to on uh, Saturday night after it, and we were, I think it was actually PT was saying, like, they gave up. Like, they could have stayed in position, like, held it down, held it, won the round, but both Paddy and Lewis Malka were going for for the finish. And I think that that was always going to happen in this fight. Like, we spoke about it last week, and I think I wrote a bit in my previews, like, the exchanges on the ground, the, the scrambles were always going to be insane in this match. Um, I think, Sm- like, I spoke about it as well in the preview, especially, that Smolka, he, he's only a pro since 2012, and even coming up to the Neil Seary fight, he had improved so much. Like, he improves between every fight so much that it's kind of tough for who, whoever's fighting him. Like, it's tough to for Paddy. It's going to be tough for whoever's fighting to plan for him. And I think his ground game has improved unbelievably. <clears throat> so in his last two fights, especially, like, he showed it against Neil Seary. Like, Seary showed it on, on Saturday. He's no more on the ground. And if you can do what he did to Seary, I know Seary was sick and stuff, but if you can do to Siri what he did you're no mug either and I think um, yeah I think fair play to fair play to both of them like I was talking uh, I don't know who, who was talking after us but I was saying like that was a sort of fight that someone was getting finished in and I think they're very evenly matched like someone could definitely deserve to win like coming in and on um, <clears throat> into the lion's den being shoved into the main event and all for him to come out with the win like he was the better man in the night definitely but I think they're very very well matched Paddy, Paddy had his back almost had the rear naked choke and if he'd finished it I would have probably said the same thing like they're very even like I I don't think you'd probably know better than me now being the, the jiu-jitsu expert who got choked up by me on, on Friday but um, you'd probably know better than me now about the exchanges yeah. who, <laughs> who was winning who do you think was winning the, those exchanges on the ground do you think it was very even I thought it was even myself. I did sorry I did think it was even as well but when when we actually went back and uh, kind of watched it it was because I watched it back the next day. I was like, I had to see some of them transitions again. Yeah. And watching people that were doing live scoring, a lot of people give Smolka the first round. I can't remember. I, was, I don't I, know. So I, I was, don't know. I was if, writing the play by play, and I couldn't really score it. So yeah, I don't. Like I thought, Paddy got the better of it. Now Smolka got the better on the feet. And to be honest, I do like not that I would be in any position to nitpick Paddy's grappling. He's uh, probably best in jiu-jitsu. There was a couple of very very nice exchanges one when Paddy ended up getting a twister hook but he kind of went from a leg drag went under to the twister hook sort of like the the end of a Baron Bolo sort of setup and I was thinking like first Lee Hammond now Paddy Houlihan a week later the first one and two Bolos in MMA are coming out of uh, SVG Ireland and watching some of the stuff that he was doing was absolute wizardry, wizardry then he has such a good top game as well top pressure passing game the SBG type of pads passing knee slide um, knee slide guard passing and just pressure on top Gunnar Nelson sort of style passing and it was just very very good I think the problem that what happened Paddy was the head kick that he took when he was getting up at the end of the first round I think that did a lot more damage than he let on Smolka had seemed to have, anyway, very, very precise striking in those last 15 seconds. It seemed that he landed, rattled maybe five or six shots off in a row that all connected, and two of them were elbows that got through the guard of Paddy. And to finish, like, imagine what those shots maybe at the start of the round, you can take them, but after kind of having a four and a half minute scrambling exchange because that's that's what PT said to me he pretty much said the first three or four minutes of that first round was just grappling and scrambling 
Like there was, as you said, there was no definitive position picked up by the couple of attempts. Like Paddy nearly had the uh, one-armed rear naked choke from the crucifix position, then ended up having to take mount, and it was just all over. Like I would need to be watching it right now to give a decent uh, yeah. kind of gr- yeah, grip on it because it was yeah. it was just so many things to remember. But then the second round. I think what caused him the fight was he went for this Anoma Plata the second time from guard, and I think it was whatever way that Smolka was getting out of it. Um, I think he went for a footlock on Paddy. Paddy started having none of it, and I think Smolka landed a big elbow. I think it could have been just from the getting out of the Oma Plata, and from then it just you saw the tide change. Yeah, I think what actually won it for him, I think Smolka was a little bit more. I don't know if calm the right word, but like, as you we were both saying, they're like, there, there was no one resting in a position for any one period. And I think when Smoke actually did that, as you said, like, Paddy went, Paddy went for the only plan in the footlock. And I think Smoke kind of realized, okay, I need to just take control of this for a second. And when he did that, when he got on top, and he, when he started landing ground and pound rather than trying to, like, improve a position or trying to latch onto something, I think that worked out for him a lot. And I think that's a uh, point in the But Paddy took a few. Was it a head kick? He took. He f- took a At few the punches end of the as well. First round, uh, yeah, it was the head kick. He t- yeah, he took a few punches as well. Then in the second round as well, I think. You know that wasn't uh, like you don't know which of them connect are going to hurt you and kind of disorientate you. And when it gets to the ground, in obviously the other guy have a bit of an advantage. But um, yeah, like I think Lewis Malka is a very good fighter. Um, also, I think about those. Ju- just the thing on those punches as well, like. It looked like Paddy wasn't taking him that well, if you know what I mean. And I think it might have something to do with the weight cut, maybe. And I was talking to Paul Redmond actually on on Friday night, and he was saying about like, I you know, he was talking. To, there was an article up last week about he's trying to he wants to move back to lightweight, and he was saying he was just mentioning how it's a lot, how it's a lot harder to take shots at 45 because of the weight cut and stuff like that and I think that well, might be the case I, for I, a lot of fighters that. we said that after yeah. the Whiteford fight we thought maybe Paul Redmond yeah. at 55 takes that shot yeah we yeah, we didn't very much like but I, I think that might have been the case of Paddy Williams obviously like he didn't well he got he nearly got knocked out in the end but he didn't actually get knocked out cold but those shots seem to be hurting him an awful lot um, and I think that might be something like I don't know did you notice on Saturday like, or on Friday the S, all three SPG fighters they didn't look great at the at the wins and I don't know maybe like is it I don't know if it's an issue or something like that. they've, they've kind of never looked great at the wins I don't know maybe it's, it. maybe it's just for the UFC Sorry, I'm actually able to or something. I, I'm going to get to it now Smolka right now has the high elbow guillotine and I thought that was Paddy Houlihan done I thought he was going to go out there and it was when he hit the ground getting out of that high elbow guillotine to a deep half position. Smoker frames off with his left and then drops a big elbow here on Paddy. Second elbow, third elbow, hammer fists, and fourth elbow, fifth elbow, sixth elbow. That for me, like seventh elbow, holy fuck. I'm only realising it now. Paddy goes back to a rubber guard position and goes for the second Oma Plata. And then that just gets Smoker on top. It was kind of a, not a desperation sort of thing. They're in, a, they're in turtle here. Smolka turns him over and just hammer fist, hammer fist, hammer fist against the cage. Louis Smolka, perfect performance for a guy to fight Paddy Houlihan, though. I really think he made it He made it count. in Like, as we said, it was a transition scrambly match. 
he made the damage count. Do you know the way you're saying if Paddy had have slowed down a little bit in the positions, maybe he could have worked it smoother and um, it would have gone in his favour. I think what Smoker had to do was in those exchanges when Paddy's going from maybe having his guard pass to Turtle, that's when he needs to land the two or three shots that could disorientate him and catch him off. Yeah. Sorry, uh, the IV thing. Oh, well, make your point there and I'll yeah, talk about the what, wins. What do you think about that? Like, well, that's McGregor it. hasn't looked good for his last couple of fights. Ashing Daly hasn't looked good. Well, it's different for Ashing Daly, I think, because she... I think Ashing looked good this way, week. Ashing didn't look as bad. Definitely, she didn't look as bad as she has in previous times. But I didn't think I oh, looked great at the wins. You know, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's like maybe it's an issue for them, or maybe it's an issue, like one of the things that Ireland is still to catch up on. The fighters here, like Ashing Daly said, she discovered someone three weeks ago that is helping her run away. Like that. Yeah, that's a bit worrying, isn't it? Like she's been fighting for years, and the weight got. I know she isn't cutting weight that long, down to 115, but. Yeah, I'm wondering, is it something they're still catching up on? Like, and I don't know, maybe... I don't know, because yeah. if you were to say anything, like SBG for a couple of years anyway, I think, have been rehydrating through IVs. I can remember... Um, yeah, I think maybe it was, that's I think going, it yeah. could have been when Celtic Gladiator, maybe when Lobov fought a Celtic Gladiator. I think I recalled something on Facebook about them getting IVs administered by a medic, and this is the way to go for rehydrating after weight cuts, and something I know John put up something about oral IV which were how SBG Ireland were going to be refueling after the wanes on um on Friday but I suppose your point here is how they looked on the scale as opposed to how they rehydrated afterwards so we yeah. don't really know how the difference in the oral IV or the IV bags uh, differ greatly I'm not too sure I, I completely agree I think that Paddy always looks like that on the scales but yeah. I don't think he I think it's not like he's gone pale from cutting weight. It's not like he's gaunt or drawn out from cutting weight. Paddy always seems around a similar size to me anyway. Paddy strikes me as a bit of a Siri in the fact that there isn't too much weight that he might cut. I can't see Paddy being over 145 pounds or over 140 pounds. Do you know what yeah. I mean? At any given time. Yeah, I agree. But with I suppose you. the small, I, I suppose smaller this, people have less yeah. to cut. Like, do you know what I mean as well? So there's, there's not as it's, much for them to lose. Like it's a bad time to be bringing up as well, I suppose. But I suppose because they lost a couple of fights. But I think we we've mentioned them before as well. Yeah, but I don't know. It's maybe it's. But it, like saying that as well, obviously, like I don't think Carl Binder is necessarily that big of a welterweight. Like look at Tom, the size of Tom Breeze. I think welterweight is probably his division. Although, like he could fight at, at middleweight. Paddy Hoolan. I think Paddy Hoolan could fight at thirty five. He fought at thirty five before, didn't he? On the local scene. Yeah. I say he could probably fight thirty five, and obviously Ashton Daly has to fight at one fifteen. And McGregor, McGregor said he's gone up. Gunnar Nelson obviously is fighting at a weight division probably above than he could cut that. So, like the they're cognizant. Obviously, the team is cognizant as well of like the the whole weight cutting issue. So, yeah, I, like I wouldn't be too shocked if I saw Cal, if I saw Cahill going up. Um, so I'd like to see uh, Cahill go up to middleweight, to be honest. Yeah, so would I. I think yeah. that um, if he felt that he could be competitive there, I definitely think it would benefit... Who knows what benefits a pro fighter, but... Seeing, like, as we're saying, as you said, the Redmond thing, not being able to take a punch when you get down to that, bit, like, to kill yourself to make weight. It was like, I think Cahill was put on one knee uh, by one of Breeze's first strikes. And that's yeah. Breeze seemed to be a pretty heavy hitter, like pretty laser, like laser. Yeah, oh, definitely, hundred percent. Like, Take like, nothing away from Breeze, like Breeze looked no, very, very Breeze good. Breeze was brilliant, yeah. like, and definitely, I think, make people will make him realize. As I suppose we can get onto Cahill's fight now. That was um, 
A nice segue, Sean. Inadvertent. Wait, wait, segue. Graham is ringing me here. Graham is oh, ringing he? me. Answer. Answer. Put him on the podcast. Graham, you're live on the podcast. Yeah, I did. You're live on the podcast right now. We're doing myself and Andrew. I'm talking to him right now. Ask him. Ask him. No, no, no. Keep him on. Wait, wait, wait. Ask him. Ask him. Ask him. He hung up. Oh, he hung up, did he? Yeah. Uh, I wonder what he was gossiping about in the MMA hour. Because I was. Because Ariel said something about me. Because you were called out. Oh, that's yeah, it. that was it. Um, I suppose with the call issue, um, maybe it is a, a wake on thing. Maybe it is leaving less water up back to the brain after. Hydrating. I'm not. I'm actually to, not so much. I don't think it's so much with Cahill really. More. I think it's more Paddy. Like Cahill. I think it's more defensive issues with Cahill more than anything. Like he still took three or four very good shots, and I think he took them okay. But the shots Paddy took weren't nearly as hard as the ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it was more of an issue for him. Anyway, back in the Pendred fight. Um. Well, I suppose that discounts my point about him moving up to. 185 completely uh, but I think it might help him anyway Is this Is this the last Cahill Pendred needed Is it Like I know he's Going to take Christmas off He said that to me Last week in the interview Hasn't had a, a Fight camp outside of Christmas In three years Um Are the UFC Going to pressure him Into a match Is there a chance He could get cut Will they allow him To take the time off In order to Improve whatever areas He feels he needs to improve is it even a case of something like, look, being put down on one knee now in my last couple of fights or had a couple of tough fights in a row, like maybe I'd like to just take it. Like if that was a boxer maybe who suffered the amount of shots sort of thing, they'd be given a, a year suspense, suspension. You'd like to think, like SBG Ireland are definitely on top of all that. If there was any issue, I'd say Coddle's probably gone for scans since. And um, yeah. I don't think they'd, they'd do anything like that to let him keep competing. But I would like to see... Uh, I would like to see Carl take a little break, maybe. Because, you know, he's since his UFC, like, he's fought a ridiculous amount of times since he signed with the UFC. Is he had six fights since July last year? Yeah. Based on that fight alone on Saturday night, he, I don't think he should come back for a while. Not the performance or anything, just based on the damage he took. Like, And we've I've said this before, for we've talked about it with Leo Otomajida and stuff. When you take... Like a that knock. I just actually watched it just before we came on the podcast again, and it was such a heavy knockout that yeah, I think it, like I I wouldn't be comfortable seeing him fighting in the next couple of months just based on needs to recover and like I'm sure if they could give him an opponent and he could beat him like but just uh, especially with brain injuries like that you need to recover. But watching the fight again, and it's I know it's weird to say this, but I think. He actually looked better offensively than he's ever looked before. He looked light on his feet. Something we've talked about a lot, and I've said a lot about Cal, about his jab. His jab looked very good. He landed his jab a couple of times. When he when he threw the jab and when he threw, went to throw the right hand, that's where he got caught. He um, Breeze countered his right hand and landed a straight left or the left hook, uh, kind of turning into the, to, to a big left hand or left hook, and and that's where he caught him a couple of times. He he dazed him the first time. And he, I think he broke his nose. I'm not sure if he's a broken nose, but Dan Hardy said on commentary that he broke his nose, but he bloodied his nose anyway, and that's where he got caught. But I think there were improvements in his striking. The like. <laughs> When, when you're talking about Cahill, we've spoken about it loads of times before, and, like, he, you know, like, Cahill Pinger, Cage Warriors days, is a guy who'd eat one of those shots, and then he'd go and try to take you down, he'd push you against the fence. He tried to do that once, and 
he pushed he got he pushed him against the fence. He did he did well for a second and then Breeze kind of got out of it, but Carl didn't go back to it and I think Carl of Cage Warriors days didn't care. Like he'd go in and he'd he'd push you, he'd keep pushing you against the fence, he'd take you down. And like I that's kind of what I think he'd be best at. But I don't know, he just I don't know, he just doesn't seem to want to do it or maybe he's Maybe he's very confident in his striking. He wants to show the improvements he's made, but in his last couple of fights, that hasn't really worked. That hasn't really worked for him. And look, yeah, he hit the shots. Breeze definitely 100% deserves to win. Like we spoke last week, and I said I wasn't sure about Breeze. I think I'm fairly sure about him now. He looked very, very good, looked composed. The way he cut down the octagon, which he did well in his last fight, but there wasn't enough output behind it. I think his output was up this time. The amount of shots he landed on Carl. Was uh, was very good. Um, I, I think he is a he's gonna go he's gonna go far in the division. But with Carl, yeah, look, I'd like to see him. He said before that he'd love to fight in a style like Ken Velasquez, and I'd love to see that. Like, just push a guy up the fence, put your head in into his nose, batter him away with body shots, try to take him down. Like, if you're taking shots, and Carl has taken a lot of shots, you know, probably a bit better than anyone, like in his cage warriors days and stuff, took an awful lot of shots, took big shots against Mike King, took a big shot against Sean Spencer. He's come back like he's come back. Like, he got knocked out once, was it in Iron Liverpool Man. four years ago? Got knocked out again at the weekend. Like, he needs to fight now if he if he comes back. Like Hopefully he'll get another shot in the UFC. Like, and to say about him getting caught, that's a possibility because... People on two losses, especially with like the fans, aren't really haven't been on his side for a long time, and it's unfortunate because he's such a nice guy and everything. But I, the, the, these things kind of turn the tide, kind of goes against you, and that's just yeah, what happens. That is, but, that is a bit shit. Yeah, but uh, just to finish my point on the amount of shots he's taken, he, I think he needs to change his um, approach in his in ring approach, like and protect that chin because you know you, there's only so much damage you can take. He, um, I'm just trying to get it up here, like, complete dick, like, there's no other word, like... Dickheads? Yeah. On, online? Yeah. Like, like just, Oh, KFC should be working and not the UFC. You're a fucking idiot if you've ever said something like that. So please, I've, please fucking put up a delete status. yourself. Please. Uh, he put up a status, and then... I hate people. Every time Carl Pinter fights, I just, I realise how much I hate people. Really, why like, like why would you do it why would you be such a cunt like I can't <sighs> I can't find them here but there's that maybe they've off. been deleted or something like that yeah hopefully and then yeah cause like the, but then again you're looking at proper Irish MMA support don't mind the pussy keyboard exactly warriors, Cahill. well exactly, said Cahill, yeah. very humble the nation stands behind you we're all so proud of you sometimes you win sometimes you use but you're always our champion Um there's just some awful awful people on the internet that would not have the balls to say something like that to someone's face like but it, it's like, just ridiculous. even that you can have a bit of fucking common decency anyway like oh uh, i don't know jesus like if you want to make a joke or something like i've done it myself just don't just don't tag people in it or something like i don't know uh, you're just i don't know like Maybe it irks me just because, like, he's an Irish guy, and like I've met him a couple of times. He's been more than nice to me. I wouldn't, I like, I don't know him that well or anything. But it, the the amount of fucking abuse he gets is like it's unwarranted, and I think a lot of it stems from like McGregor was in the UFC when he came in, and like there was he was the first. Do you remember like that time there was 
uh, rally for Neil Seary, rally for Paul Redmond, rally for uh, like all the guys that got in. And then there was like a rally for Pindred as well. And there were, uh, I think a lot of people, he was the first one really after McGregor. And a lot of people were like, oh, this is going to be the next Conor McGregor, like in America and stuff. This is going to be the next Conor McGregor. And like, that's not, that's not Galvinder. That's not his style. And I think a lot of people expected him to be that. Like, and when, when they saw him and he wasn't that kind of like capoeira kicking <laughs> guys throwing these front kicks, they were kind of disappointed. And I think he's been living. Do you know, he's been living with that reputation since that he could never fulfill and that he shouldn't even try to be fulfilling because that's not what he is. And I think it's very hard for anyone to change him. Like, he'd have to go on a, a serious run of just, like, uh, beating the shit out of people. Tibetan monks. Yeah, before people realise. what. yeah, I don't know. What, what What do you think is next for him? What do you think he should do? Do you think he will be back? Do you think he'll be caught? Uh, I don't think he'll be caught, to be honest. I wouldn't be surprised to see him take a little time off. Maybe, uh on a European card sometime towards the early to mid next year, maybe around April or May sort of thing. Maybe there's another UFC Dublin around that time. Who knows? That's around the time I'd see him back, maybe on the undercard of uh, a McGregor fight in the States. But until then, I've no doubt Carl was probably, if he wasn't back in the gym today, he'll be back in the gym this week sometime. And um, he's just looking to keep improving himself and keep trying to fix the holes in his game. Maybe John's watch back a few things that they can tighten up for the next fight, and at the end of the day, like that's all. Like all you can really ask of any fighter is to go in and give a good. Either as Paddy Hulahan said, you either go in, you either leave with your shield or you leave on your shield. And I think um, the one thing I was very, I was, it was a little bit hard to watch the the call finish because then you saw just his body covered in blood. And you didn't see the cameras go back to Cahill at all. And usually when the cameras don't go back to the person on the ground, like coming to or sitting up, it's usually because of like bad facial lacerations and blood coming everywhere and stuff like that. So for me, like for me personally, and I have no real problem admitting this, and it's something definitely that in the future will I'll probably have to address, but it's weird. Um, it's a lot more uncomfortable to watch fights like that when you know the person or when... Um, you've you've interacted with the person quite a lot. Do you know that sort of way? Yeah. I just I f- I felt it pretty uncomfortable and just more so than anything. Like, if Carl took time off. That's perfect. Go for that. Get your head in order. Get healthy again. And um, don't be rushing back into anything because we saw at the weekend Joseph Duffy taking that like not taking the fight. Health is paramount here, so that's that'd be my uh, my thing to say. Yeah, and I think that okay, we're being a little. I think, I think there's still a future for Carl Linder. Like, I, uh, oh yeah, no, like, don't, I, get, I think don't people, get me wrong. Yeah. Like Tom Breeze is a future champion. Very good. No, 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 he's not. But he's very good. He's very good. Last week you were like, writing him off. This week it's he's very good. Next week, yeah, the goat. But, but like no. that's that's what I mean. I, uh, that's I, unfair I can, now. Like, I can see Cahill being. Uh, I can Tom Breeze has fought no one until this week. I can still see Cahill being competitive in that division. I can still see him. Um, beating good guys you know what I mean and getting up to a good level and then whatever maybe he comes up against the next stud coming through or he's given a top 15 guy and maybe goes back down a step that's the I, I definitely see Kyle Pender staying in the UFC sort of thing I don't like I know uh, we were making jokes about some of these the, these Irish guys uh, or people were making jokes online about when I was tweeting about the Bama card coming up in February people were like some of these Irish guys could be on that card next they'll still be fighting in the three arena 
I'm just like, thank God you didn't tag the fighters in that, otherwise I'd have been caught in the middle of it and it's like a shitstorm. Do you know what? Another thing. Can I just get this out of the way? Yeah. Because I'll forget it otherwise. Gaz Walsh, fan of the podcast, absolute hero, came up to me in the crowd the other night and Dan Sturridge. Am I saying his last name right? Sturridge. The DJ. Stritch. Did he find you in the end? He was a man possessed walking around the Gibson looking for you. Oh yeah, he found me, yeah. Did he? And I thought he... (laughs) <laughs> he, uh, did you, do you remember that other guy? Yeah, I posted you, a picture yeah, of him. You sent me a picture of some fella. Did, he looked the exact same. The yeah, they looked similar. Exact they did same. look similar, yeah. yeah. I, I'll give you that. Um, I was talking to him. Look, this is what happened, right? That, I'll tell you why I mixed him up. I actually never talked to you. He came over, he was talking to me. He was like, oh, I was talking to Andrew. And then he left, and then you came. And then a guy came, and I presumed it was him coming back. He was like, oh, my phone died. Can I get a picture? I was like, yeah, no, but I'll take a picture. I took a picture to you. I presumed it was just him coming back because he had left, you came, and then he came straight back. It was weird. Sean, was how weird. inflated is your ego after the weekend? Nah. Do you want to take this time to thank everybody? I, 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 yeah. I didn't like... Uh, I don't know. It was it was great, yeah, all the people. I didn't enjoy the event. I fucking stuck in that oh, tilt no. out the back. Forget, bullshit. About the, forget about the event. Bullshit. I'm never going to a UFC event again. Why not? Because it was shit. What was the point? I might as well have stayed at home. The worst thing ever. I have to admit, Literally. it was uh, it was frustrating. It was bullshit. I was trying to write, write about fights, and they were like, oh, you need to move, get over, we're putting up a stage. Why don't you fucking put me outside then? <laughs> if you're, no, yeah. This is the well, fucking like, worst I don't really ever. like the pre- the way that they come in like halfway yeah. through, and it's like, Terrible. sorry guys, we need to dismantle everything, get out of the way now. Um, I was sure the UFC would be different to all like, the other, like, Cage Riders is fairly well run, Bama was okay, it was a bit disjointed. I thought the UFC would be like, oh, it'd be a lot more professional stuff, but it really isn't. <laughs> the cloud has been lifted. Yeah. Sean Sheehan wonders now. The answer has, like, the question is answered when me and Pete say, fucking hell, we have to go away. And you're like, what? It's unreal. It's unreal. It's all, it's all smiles and rainbows until you're in a tent. <laughs> and yeah. the most exciting thing of the Darren Elkins post-flight media scrum is Conor McGregor's car pulled up outside a journal. And exactly. started talking, uh, calling for his mates. There's zero glamour in covering um, covering UFC card. It's oh, literally, no. you're better off That's doing it That's it, Sean, though. It's the job. You see, yeah. you saw me on Saturday. You actually saw it in the flesh. Work being done for once. For once, yeah. Scrum was done. Left straight away. Barely saw any of the fights. Only looking up now and then because I was uh, editing. Yeah, Courtesy but- of Sherdog. We we got exactly. we got Fair syndicated method. this weekend. Exactly. Thank you very much to Sherdog. We wouldn't let them down. But on the people anyway, that your initial question, I went into a bit of a complaint there about the UFC. But yeah, but it was good. People were great. Yeah, they're reading loads of people. The the funniest one was, and they met you actually like ten seconds after they met me. But coming out after the wins, this guy and like his wife, his wife and his yeah. son. With <laughs> and he was like can I get a picture and I was like yeah no but I stood for a picture and then like his wife is like oh that guy must be someone I'll get a picture with him too and she had no idea who I was and uh, her son had no idea and just I was like, them. why am I taking this fucking photo they don't you're, want this a picture that you're going to want to get your hands on actually <laughs> Andrew McGahan and Nate the Great have uh, finally oh, been photographed that. together I saw that did you yeah. see it online is it online no I saw you actually happened? taking the photos alright oh, the photo, wherever there it was. You go. Um, it was outside in front of the tree arena, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and we met a friend of the podcast, Nicola Sheehan, and all her brothers. Are, yeah. they, are they like a family band or something? I, I actually, them? I didn't know because they were all like, Kevin always sends me Snapchats of the pug. Yeah. 
Am I right, Kevin? Yeah, uh, Kevin and John, isn't it? There's, there's like, there's loads of them. There's a lot of them. The Sheehan clan. Yeah, and they follow, they follow Sean Sheehan. It must be a Sheehan thing. Yeah, I don't know, but um, and then you're kind of looking around, and then I recognised and was like, okay, but why are there so many people that look identical to you? Are there other brothers and sisters of the podcast that we don't know about? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that, oh, that was a uh, why didn't you tell me about our grappling match as well? The grappling match. You yeah. pretty much you blindsided me, and tried to rear naked choke me. And fucking. You, you didn't get around. the tap. <clears throat> I let you go out of. Uh, out of just out of respect respect for you like I didn't want to choke you out I thought your voice might be gone for the interview and Patrick tonight, so. got a brilliant picture of the two of us got a me picture. fucking you off <laughs> <laughs> yeah. anyway sorry we're completely off the track oh. here uh, thanks back, everyone anyway. yeah that's that's the main thing we were going to say thank you very much um, if we come across badly it's because this is completely alien to us if you had told us that 10 months ago when this podcast was started that people would actually listen Sean have you checked the recent listens uh, yeah, we're breaking a thousand people every episode pretty much give or it's take it's more than that even yeah well that's more just that. uh, to the SoundCloud feed to SoundCloud yeah so I'm just like holy shit so thank you very much like genuinely from uh, both of us and the people like all the people at Severe MMA as well Patrick Timmons Ward who's said for years a podcast was the way to go and uh, we're only starting to actually realise and appreciate that now so um Namaste, as we say in yoga, Sean. Mm, there you go. Indeed. Anyway, back to the fights. Um, who do we go on to next? Oh, by uh, the way, if you fighting. think we are even talking about Bubba, whatever, and Fuck Gareth that. McClelland, and like, not a hope, this is sticking on Irish with brief UK influences. Neil Seary finally hit a guillotine. See, we in leave Seary last. Okay, we'll yeah. last. Okay, we'll give him the good one. Norman um, Park. Norman Park. Holy shit. Different man. Completely different fighter from his last fight. And it was it was his best performance in the UFC today. Easy. I think best performance by a country mile. He got it. He seems to have got his diet dialed in. Hinting maybe today on Facebook about a potential drop to featherweight. He said he was only one sixty seven going back in the next night, eleven pounds, and he's been upwards of one seventy before for a one fifty five fight. For someone like Norman Park to come, and and I think it benefited him for his performance. He said he was um, eight pounds over the night before. He was talking to me and Pizzi. We were sitting eating wings, and he like we felt bad. It was like, like, fuck off for a while if you want Norman. We're about to get food, and he was like, if you were cutting weight, I'd be over here with cheeseburgers. So it doesn't really matter. I ate earlier on. Like he was eating up till like he ate that evening. Like, and he was still um, and he seemed to make weight pretty comfortably. His wrestling defense at the weekend very good, unbelievable, very good. And that's, I think Norman is, I think he's a very that smart is the game Norman planner. Park. Yeah. I, exactly. The game plan won in that fight completely. He didn't open up. He was landing single shots until maybe the final third of the second round onwards. He started throwing up combinations. And I think it was entirely down to wearing Reza down. Fully focus on not letting him take you down for the first two rounds. Make sure that he doesn't. I think he got him down once, and Norman was up pretty quickly uh, straight back. Then Reza started slowing, and I think Norman was worried about maybe overcommitting on his hands, overcommitting on his combinations that could have let Reza take him down, maybe if it was completely fresh first round sort of situation. Yeah, uh, like I think he looked good everywhere. He looked he looks silky. Like his hands look very his hands look better than they, they ever have. Like I think Norman is always kind of threatened to give a performance like that. 
But there was there was something different about him. It was like he that was, Norman he was Park calmer beats Gleason Tebow every day of the week. I don't know about that now. I think Gleason's a tough matchup for him. But it was it was like it was like as if the pressure like he could have got caught if he'd lost that fight. That would have been three in a row. And sometimes when guys have that like ultimatum over them, it it doesn't bring out the best of them. But for Norman, it did. He looked like he looked very good. If you were watching that fight, you and you thought like this guy has to win this fight to stay in the UFC. Like he has to do it all costs to win. You wouldn't have said that was a performance of a guy like that. He looked like he looked like a guy who'd won four or five fights in a row. Like you know, um, very very impressive. Yeah, very impressive. Something has changed there. You know, we saw it in Allen in his last fight. Um, Norman's been a lot more positive. I found there seems to be a lot more media coverage up there. Um, he also this guy Stephen Nolan who's big up north uh, was down in the gym filming stuff and said if Norman wins he can come on my show and choke me out live and stuff like that he's with the BBC Northern Ireland so there's a lot of in- there seems to be more and more interest in Norman now more and more stuff coming on and I think this week he reacted to it I think Norman like the stuff that he was saying at the media days Norman has said for years do you know that sort of way? Similar to what people say about Connor uh, playing up for the cameras, Connor just has a bigger audience now. I think Norman had the audience last week, being bumped up to the co-main event. The handbags. Uh, if you, what, you take, didn't get a handbag. That was the best. Take that pun, literally. Ah, uh, was brilliant, wasn't it? He thrown the handbag at him. Yeah, but that's um, that's what I, I go on. Like the handbags, as in verbally, like they were slagging each other on the UFC Instagram account and stuff like that. When Reza had control of it, and Norman yeah. commented under being like, "You wouldn't look me in the eye earlier on, you pussy. What's wrong with you?" <laughs> like just stuff like that that made it. You were looking forward to that win. And he told us about the handbag the night before, and I was just like, "If you do that, like that is that will be the single greatest thing you've ever done in the UFC, and you will get a lot of love for that, and there'll be a lot more eyes on your fight." The plan was he made me look like a dick anyway. He was all—he's also pissed off at Parier because Dustin came up to him, or he went up to Dustin in the hotel in the Gibson and said something like, "Look, sorry, man, it's no." nothing bad like I was offered the fight I said yes it's a big opportunity for me and I I understand you're not taking it and he's like oh you know man it's just business blah 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 uh, short notice fight whatever whatever no problem thanks for uh, thanks for looking to take it as well and then Dustin gives an interview and says like Norman's a nobody or says Nor- like Norman's a pussy or I don't know what it was he said and that said he annoyed, saved his career by not fighting saved him. his career by not fighting him and <laughs> that's Norm- a good line in fairness Norman was just like fuck that man I was like I was I was winding him up I was like if you beat Reza tomorrow Norman if you finish him call out Dustin Poirier just straight out like there's there's a story there already and he said he didn't in the end because the UFC don't like if you call people out apparently um, if you've not finished a guy so it's kind of like you, you don't deserve to pick your next fight or to call someone out if you don't go out and finish someone yeah, Parrier basically said today on uh, the MMA hour that he would fight Park. He didn't say it straight out like, but he said the fighter in him wants to talk, fight Norman Park because of all, you know, all the shit he's talked and stuff on him. But uh, yeah, I don't think so. Though. I don't think that's the right fight to make. To be honest, my Sometime my close line, my close maybe. personal friend Dustin Parrier, I think he deserves <laughs> yeah. top five, top ten. I think he's getting. Uh, you had to get the close personal friend line in there, didn't you? <laughs> He's a, he's a sound man in fairness. Sean like Dustin Sheen, uh, that, made friends with uh, Dustin Paria there over the weekend. Yeah, fan of the podcast now. Yeah, he he take McGregor out if you fight him again. Like we fan. actually met a lot of people that listen. Eric Winter as well, secret podcast yeah. fan. 
Really, then, is he? Yeah, he was. He was listening last week when he followed us during it. I think Sean Shelby might be as well. What? I, yeah, I met him and I was introduced to him. By and Graham, uh, was it? I was like, no, not by Graham, by someone else. And I was like, you have no idea who I am. I was like, I, he was like, I don't know who you are. I know who you are. And I, he, he was said like, he did know who you are. Yeah, he said he knew who I was. And then he like, he wouldn't tell me. But you, I thought like at first he was taking a piss, but I actually think, I don't know, I think he did. I think there it could go. be a secret. If you wanted to speculate, Daniel Rubenstein is good friends with him. Daniel Rubenstein, yeah. Best, yeah. yeah I was talking to Daniel Rubenstein. Do you mean him? Yeah, no, I've met him a few times. Yeah, do you mean the weekend? Yeah, yeah, no, I was talking to him a yeah. few times as well. Me too, this yeah. is this is uh, you're you're finally getting to meet your friends here, Sean. I'm delighted for you. I have to say, yeah, yeah your name dropping like a motherfucker. Um, Norman Park, one final thing, brilliant performance. Very excited to see him press on. I think the London card, it would be um, good for Norman. Definite easy main card, top like three from the top. Norman Park against someone like <sighs> Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards. That guy, what's Edwards that guy that's knocking fools out? The lightweight. Knocking fools no, out. the lightweight guy from England. Stevie Ray. Yeah. No, he's not from England, he's from Scotland. Well, the, the, as Graham would say, they voted to stay a part of them. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, not Stevie Ray. Arnold Allen, no. Who are you thinking of here? Oh, hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you now, sorry. Arnold hello. Allen, Terry Adam. <laughs> Arnold's a welterweight, isn't he? Terry, Terry, Adam, Terry Adam is gone. <laughs> yeah, ask someone. He'll find, I'm sure they'll find someone. Of, Sean? Ross Pearson. Maybe I was thinking Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards. Yeah, he's Ed- Edwards is a wild threat. He's, he's, yeah, I don't think he'd fight Ross Pearson. They're both trained at the Lions. No, well, they were. Uh, what about, what about Miles Jury? I know Miles Jury trained there as well, but he left. Joe Lozon has. So maybe, uh, well, like Norman has. I know he walked even down to Featherweight as well. So yeah. oh, let, let's talk about that. His next fight could be a trip down to Featherweight. As Connor goes up, Norman mm-hmm. goes down. And I think there's some good matchups there. Like, oh, who did I see suggest? Someone tweeted uh, Pizzi today. Diego Sanchez at 145. Yeah. Do you know what would be a good fight? I have a good fight for you. If Dustin Poirier is fighting... He, Dustin Poirier said today that Duffy might be out until February. He said Graham Bynum. I presume it was Graham Bynum. He said Duffy's manager said it to him. Uh, so if Poirier goes... You mean and Graham Bynum, the renowned uh, CT scan expert? <laughs> yeah, that's him. Yeah, Doctor Boylan. Doctor Boylan. Well, but, no, uh, they probably do have the scanner results already. Yeah. Like, Chef Faria goes and fights someone else. What about the rematch? Um, Norman Park Norman against Park uh, Joseph versus Duffy. Joseph Duffy. Hashtag would watch. Duffy. Let's, let's imagine Belfast. if Duffy. Oh, ooh, imagine if Duffy got that win, and then he's already got one. He's already two and two, two and one, and he's coming to make it two and two. Hmm. That that's how that's how the UFC would start it up. That's how the UFC, I think, would. Uh, that's good. Yeah, exactly. And you like if he loses, then you have the trilogy and all. There you go, money, money in the bank. <sighs> Sean Sheehan is doing the UFC's job Hold on, from here. And I have another one. Now that we're on Irish versus Irish, Paddy Hoolan against Neil Seary. Who do you think will win? I know it'll Come never on. happen. Why not? It just won't happen. Make it happen. No, it should if, never happen. If, Why are you pitting if, Irish against Irish? Why not? Why not? Why there are would two you fighters like? in the UFC in They're the same way. Opposite to career. Why can two, Americ- two Americans can fight. Yeah. Why There's are they on opposite of career? Americans in the UFC. Who would you rank higher, so Paddy Hoolan or Neil Seary? I think Neil Seary is definitely the type of guy that will gladly see out his contract as long as he gets to have straighteners with lads and good fights like that at the weekend. Neil Seary is not going to change his game plan to go on a. Neil Seary is not going to change his, his game plan to be able to beat, like, say, US wrestlers that are going to hump him for three rounds to try and get um, 
close to the title contention. Seri is Seri needs to be just put on as many cards as possible as for as long as he wants to keep fighting against guys like Dallas Reyes that are just going to stand and try a firefight with him. Yeah, but who's I, the best flyweight in Ireland? I think if you go uh, Damien Rooney, but <laughs> no, he's back at Bantam. If you go, if you go to um. We need to find out. Let's make. I happen. think now Neil Siri would, would be ranked ahead of Hulan. <sighs> see, it's a very if tough like, one. We were talking about it at the weekend. Yeah, how do you rank that then? Like you could see, say Smolka, Siri went three rounds with Smolka. Yeah, and Paddy Hulan lost him. I mean, they both lost him, but he got finished by him. But then, what are they both? What are they both three and two now in the UFC? They're very similar, I think. Like, I don't know. That's why they should fight. Prove it. Let's see who's Ireland's best flyweight. Make it happen. I'm against that idea. I'm, I'm for it. Let's make it happen. Everyone will be giving out to me now. Oh, why are you doing that? Irish people shouldn't fight each other. Fuck that. They're both in the UFC. Let them fight. Americans can fight each other. English people can fight each other. Let's have two Irish lads fighting. Come on. This is a sport. They can shake hands, hug it out afterwards. They can be friendly going up to... Irish... Like They train together a bit. They so, train together regularly enough. They're not teammates, I, though. They're I not know teammates. Put it aside for fighting and stuff like that, but I just I'm not I'm not a fan of it. I think SPG and Team Rhino are fairly enough and deservedly enough close close enough link that there's enough other fighters flyweights to get them matched throughout their careers. Like fair enough, if it comes down to title contention. By all means, duke it be, out. Uh, be big fight, wouldn't it? Uh, I think so. No, not for me. He come in event next year's UFC Dublin. I will boycott it. If no, I won't actually. But no, I, like, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not up for that. <sighs> okay. Who do you okay, think would win then? Since you're so eager to give predictions. See, I think it'd be. I think Paddy Owen will win. Therefore, there you go. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I think it'll go to the ground. I think Paddy would be. I think Paddy would be able to get the better of him on the ground kind of like Smolka did or maybe I don't think he'd be able to submit him maybe but I think he'd be able to control him a lot on the ground he'd like be able to win a lot of those exchanges like Syria ends up on the bottom but he does very well off the bottom and stuff but I think Paddy Ullin is very very good there and maybe better than anyone he's fought there before but I think it'd be a close fight 29-28 kind of job I think I think Paddy just shared it though because of because of his jiu-jitsu there you go Sheehan knows in Syria give me some abuse now don't tell him <laughs> Don't tell him. I couldn't. Don't let uh, him know. I never into the abuse. Although he was giving me abuse today, he said he hated me. He fact. was. <laughs> he was getting some. He was uh, opened the press conference by abusing Pizza Carroll. <laughs> I started to laugh, and then he said something at me, and I was just like, "I'm not opening my mouth again." Uh, he called me a Man United scumbag as he was coming down. Great man. What a Let's man. talk about the fight though. Well, Ashing Daly first. What about Ashing oh, Daly? Ashing Daly. Best walkout ever. Best walkout ever best she's ever looked in the UFC the happiest she's ever looked in the UFC I'll even let her off the elbow strikes to the knee which will go down in <laughs> MMA history as a gif replayed through the ages but then as I was watching it I was thinking Chris Fields has buckled people's knees before with leg kicks I wonder what sort of damage an elbow could do to the thin area of cruciate around your knee just in theory oh, well yeah I suppose you'd want to hit it in a very specific area like yeah. in What's to stop you from hitting in that? Like, I actually didn't see that. Did you not see her do that? No. She was. It was when she was standing over. It was. At, it was at, yeah. It was at the end of. The, it was at the third round when Ashing was playing a guard. Very like her. Her. Her standing. What am I looking for? Her base, maybe. 
Her her balance on top was was, was very, very, very good. Very good. On two feet so narrow together. Uh, same again, like an SBG sort of thing. Like you see their jiu jitsu team pass and guard, very similar, like trying to isolate and control the knees and hips. And she just was able to stand there and like take it all. Like I thought Almeida could have threatened her a little You were in you were in Lardo, weren't you? <sighs> you were in love with it. How good was that? Like literally, Ashling was trying hard to pass, and she was just. If if you if you Google or YouTube uh, the Miao brothers, they're two jujitsu guys. Their guards are phenomenal, and she had a similar enough style to those guys. And I was very impressed with Eric Almeida's ground game. And I think Ashling actually may have, maybe some of the comments got to her midweek. Maybe they were translated. Maybe they were they got back to. Um, when Ashing said, "Oh, she always pulls guard in her fights," you know, it's a weak thing to do. It's kind of like I'm that desperate to get to the position that I want to be in that I do that. That's what Ashing was saying in some of the scrums. And Almeida stood with her, do you know? And Almeida was having some success in terms of a tie clinch. I know when Ashing went in, Don frying up in this fucking shit. Who was, said that? Who said she was like that? Someone, someone said. Someone said it in the press room, <laughs> yeah. and it was like. It's just when walked her down completely. Up. Like, it was so good. Just didn't give a shit. Was just swinging. Just seemed like she wanted to hit her. And most of the pictures I've seen of Ashling in the cage punching her, she was smiling. It was like Tommy Martin meets Rory McDonald and Ashling. Ashling Daly. Fights like, set, like, if Ashling Daly had lost that fight, she could, like, come out and say, Look, I gave everything. Like, I chewed the kitchens like, off. But in fights like you see people doing that like they go in and they kind of leave something there or like they don't throw everything like Ashley really threw everything at it like and she, she like she was obviously everything but like if if it had gone if it hadn't gone away I think she could have gone and come out there and said look I gave everything I did it all fair play to you. I was I was impressed with her look I think Ashling she she can be a bit overrated at times but she can be a bit underrated as well like. I, she was ranked number fourteen in that division. I don't I think she's way further up than than fourteen in that division. Especially considering she was seeded number five in tough. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of where I went a bit mad. I I think at the time, um, like people were saying, oh no, she shouldn't have been there, and that's where the kind of oh she's overrated thing kind of came from. But now I think she's actually being underrated because people thought she was overrated for a while. Like if that makes any sense. But yeah, I think she's. Look, I don't think she's going to be the champion or anything. She she has aspirations for the belt, and she definitely should. That's that's the way you should be thinking. But I definitely think she... I could see her getting a title shot. I could see it happening, maybe. That division is light enough. There's girls there that she can beat. If she got in against Paige, I could see her beating Paige Van Zandt. I could see her I've beating... Been saying, um, I said this, I've been saying this for so long. She would that? submit Paige, Paige Van Zandt. Gossip from Team Alpha Male, courtesy of the Severe Mame Moles. Anybody? Oh, yes. Yeah, I heard it. I heard it. Go on, tell us. Oh, some stuff that can't be revealed it. on air. No, you cannot. Do not. I, I have but, editing power here. Okay, so. I'll say no name. That's no, what I'll say. Le- what? <laughs> I'll say no name. I won't say no name. You Sorry. won't say no name? No. Is that it? Like, am I supposed to get that reference? <clears throat> yeah. Your interview with Eric Winter just went up. I'll retweet it for you. There. Oh, Come did back. It. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, give me a message as to what you're uh, talking about right now, though. Well, I will say though that uh, no, I can't even. Oh, fuck. Anyway, they're out there. As soon as I get, look, someone in that camp is having to cut to thirty-five, or is not looking forward to his camp, his cut to thirty-five, and he needs to get his act together very soon. I think there could be a fight announced pretty soon for Uriah Faber. 
Oh, really? He's fighting Frankie Sands and... Oh, well, then that's it. Fucking hell, that's no gossip at all. Jerry Smith's an absolute idiot. <laughs> Why? What did he say? <laughs> Text me being like, have favours talking about blah, 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 fight. I'll try find out who it is for you. <laughs> and I was like, good man, Jerry, keeping the ground, ear to the ground there. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. You were worse, even. I am you even worse. Do you even watch MMA? <laughs> Fuck, obviously not. See my message? See the message I sent you? I did, yeah. Yeah, can you say that? No. Why not? <laughs> Just can't. Oh. Um, All will be revealed soon. It'll be back out in the social MMA circles pretty soon, if you know what DM, I mean. DM me, I'll tell you all. DM Sean Sheehan he'll tell everybody the secrets so Ashing Daly um, post fight press conference said she'd feel a lot safer um, or scrum sorry fighting Claudia Gadella now that there's uh, out of competition testing and I tweeted that and got barraged by Brazilians that were being like Andrew Andrew are you seeing this about she the has no respect Claudia been tested Three time out competition, Ashling zero. Who is real cheat? Who vamos here? She the best fudge. She does best fudge. She go to kill Ashling. Ashling is dead. Claudia she, will. She had no respect. Who vamos here? Who vamos here? Okay. Excellent. Siri. Nice dialogue there. Siri. North Dublin's hero, the man that's probably still on the drink from Saturday. And has spent since then ripping in to his nearest and dearest on Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> and in real life. And in real life. <laughs> Poor Andy Ryan got an awful doing today on a status. That, when yeah. you find a custard cream under the seat. Holy shit. Peter Carroll called a junky looking scumbag. <laughs> He's sliding off feet. Neil Seary <laughs> is a man of the people. I don't even understand what that means. I don't even understand what that means. Some, did you see the screenshot that he put up today? And it was like some fella said he was old and he's like... Ah, here, yeah. take that back. I've only pissed the bed once or twice. And <laughs> someone, someone tweeted him then saying, "You can get pads for that, Neil." And his re- his response was, "Why would I do that? I could buy new sheets. I fifty grand." Oh, what a man! What a man! I was like, I've never been as happy to see someone get a bonus. And actually, no, I've never been someone. I've never seen someone so happy at someone else getting a bonus. Andy yeah. Ryan lost his shit when that was announced that Neil Seary got his bonus. Yeah, Shouting like, from the back of the press room, well done, yeah. Neil Seary. That's how much Ma- it means to those Mark guys. Mandy like. didn't write a, write a fucking article of giving out about it. I bet, yeah, well, there was no clapping at the end of the press conference. There was none, no. Although Gareth A. Davies is probably the most entertaining man <laughs> to sit beside in a press conference. The biggest prick I have ever met in my what? whole life. Oh, my Big God. Big call. Yeah, well, yeah, I met you in fairness. So. <laughs> <laughs> he's did up you, there. Did you like my exchanges with Gad? Yeah. It's banter. Yeah, he's good. He's all right, like, in fairness. He's good. I was talking about him as well for a while, like, he's sounding off in fairness. <laughs> but I like, I actually think I may copy your voice there, the biggest prick, and put that at the start of the podcast <laughs> intro. <laughs> and what, like, just, just me saying that, or the, like, part, uh, with the with the Gad I think we should get someone to voice over with your host, the Severe MMA podcast, with your hosts, Andrew McGahan and Sean oh, Sheehan. I like that. And get, he's the biggest prick in the, they're the biggest pricks in the world, and then <laughs> introduce that. We'll ask Neil Seary to, first of all, to say they're the biggest pricks in the world, and then okay. we'll hold an open casting. Obviously, we've we've maybe have a listener that could do something like that for us. But then again, I'd have to fucking redo the podcast intro, and I've no, I've no. no but we, if we, what about we get Neil Seary to do the whole lot? Do you reckon he do it? 
He might, but he's a miserable bastard. Welcome so. to the Severe MMA podcast with the two biggest pricks in the world, Andrew McGann and Sean Sheehan. He might do that. He's big yeah. time now, though. He could, like, look at that fight at the weekend. About Charge time us 50 he, Gs. About time he hit one of them uh, guillotines. Like, I've had people talking to me. Like, people have been texting me since then. I love Neil Siri. Neil Siri's a hero. Blah, 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 Neil Siri. I'm just like, this. And most impressively, he's a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. You yeah. see black belts in jiu-jitsu that aren't as offensive off their back as Neil Siri. He right. is unreal from that position. His ability um, is more than I ever expected it to be. If you know what I mean. Like, like, when he came into the fairness, UFC, right? Sorry, I never thought he'd be on. what he is. Yeah. And, and I didn't. I just think, I thought, oh, he's coming in and charting now. Like, I thought he deserved a place in the UFC because, like, he fought well in cage wires and stuff. But I thought, like, oh, like, he's coming to near his end of the end of his time. Like, he, I think there was even talk of him, like, finishing up when he was in cage wires, yeah, when he became the champion and stuff. Not even then. Yeah. Uh, Fago Farrell said it beautifully at the press conference. Less than three years ago, Neil Siri retired after getting leg-locked by Stetankov in Chechnya or Ukraine or something like that in a cage yeah. warrior show has gone 7 and 2 since then like that's hard work and dedication like literally if you don't give up on yourself like I'm sorry for stealing your inspirational coach John if you well, keep like, a great one this week keep well. your head down and keep working like good things will happen like and that's Neil Series the epitome of that like a hard working bastard durable so and so like he just takes it comes forward swings like see him how he react like he seemed to relish the fact that he got a few he got a few digs at the weekend yeah. at the press conference like <laughs> did he what <laughs> he talked the wind out of me like went knees and stuff like that it's just Neil Siri is I think he's on his way to becoming a bit of a bit of a cult in a yeah. cult here yeah. in Irish MMA doesn't he have that thing? He has that like the the Steve Collins, Ron Nogara, Roy Keane sort of cult well, hero. People love him. him. To Ron Nogara, the other. Well, yeah, Roy Keane was loved. Like anyone who didn't like Ron Nogara is loved as well. The mind Graham. Yeah, yeah no, but Ron Nogara, like it's because Graham's from Leinster, and that's where Johnner Johnner Saxons is from. Yeah. So I am from D- Leinster. D four well. by I am D four by I'm Nogara man throughout, yeah. and I have to say it like something like that. Um, who was the other example you give there? Steve Collins, like do you no, remember the countries well came Collins, behind him? Roy uh, Keane. Roy Keane, like if you don't like Roy Keane, then fuck off. Fuck like you, yeah. Roy Keane is the biggest legend in the world. Yeah, I, but like do you know that year Liverpool era, fans but, hate Roy Keane. That's about it. Yeah, Neil Siri probably hates him as well, which makes it even better. But like, I think he has that. Like the people, but I think that might be a little difficult thing to get out in MMA, obviously because there isn't like the fan base isn't that big and stuff compared to other things. But like, if he I know it's difficult for him as well. Like he doesn't really like doing media and stuff, and he just basically says he's no good at it and stuff. But all you need to do is listen to him talk. Like that, that severe sessions the boys did with him was brilliant. Every interview he does, like that interview he did with you the last day, where he said, "I don't want to curse in the interview," and then you asked him about pizza, and he's like, "Oh, that fucking bollocks!" <laughs> <laughs> like that, people love that shit. Like if that guy, if if that was, if these fucking clickbait websites put that up, like they put up Conor McGregor interviews, imagine how big Neil Siri would be. People, people love that. Like that's brilliant. Like he's such a man of the people, and he's a good fighter. Like. He's a good. He's a very, very good fighter. Like, I think he, I think he has like the enough. People talk about Joseph Duffy kind of being the antithesis of Conor McGregor. You know, I think Neil Siri actually is. He 
like he's not a million miles away from like he he's a Dubliner and everything, but he's just so different. Like Conor McGregor is this this flash guy who's all about the money and all about like being the best in the world. Neil Siri is like, I got fifty grand, Jesus, this is amazing, this is life changing, and he's like, I I'm never gonna win the title, but I just want to go out and have a fucking have a beat down with another guy in in the middle of the octagon. People Neil love Siri that. would drop Demetrius that. Johnson, kill him, get Neil Siri title shot. He would drop him. I honestly do think he'd be able to I connect. Don't, I don't think he'd win the fight. I'm not too sure if he'd win the fight, like, but I would love to see Neil Siri have a boxing match with Demetrius Johnson. See, Wilson Hayes call him out. Hashtag would watch. Oh, that I've been, is I've the been saying Wilson Hayes fight. Yeah, Neil I've been saying Siri Wilson Hayes does it fight for ages. I've been saying that for ages. You actually have. You've been Paddy Hoolan for a while. Or, like even Paddy Hoolan now fighting him. I'd love to see it. Isn't it pretty John Lineker? Isn't at uh, that 125 anymore? anymore. Yeah. Oh, oh, that'd be so many like dream matchups. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, like, quick Neil, rundown. Fair, oh, play to, fair play to Neil Siri. Yeah, hero. Fair play to him. Let's uh, quick. Were you happy with the card overall? I have to admit, sitting there watching it, watching the Paddy Hulan fight, I was thinking this would be so much better if Duffy was just about to fight Parry. Yeah. Look, I was like. Oh, and even I was like, even like fuck it, I would have watched Rothwell versus Miocic. I was like, that <laughs> would have been good. Like mainly because I didn't get out to the arena till that point. Usually I'm out a lot earlier after I'm done all my work, but because the card was so small, the main card was so small. There was interviews up until the main card, and I was like, oh, get me out of here, get me in and experience this atmosphere. The Irish fans, lucky I saw it for Paddy's. Like, but that was uh, from what I heard crowd were unbelievable from start to finish again um, I wouldn't know you boycotted your, you give your seat to Gav yeah sure well, I couldn't like I was writing about the fights oh yeah you had to write you should have just refused to write about it do it yeah. afterwards Graham wouldn't be very happy now <laughs> Sheehan Sheehan power um, yeah. that's what you should have done fuck that do you uh, want to answer a few questions yeah uh, well first of all Irish uh Irish fans, whoever those dickheads that threw the yeah. pints into, and wait, what was worse? One of them was a tennis ball. What was Who that about? brings a fucking tennis ball to UFC Dublin with them? Apparently, Unless you're it, it, oh, go on. I someone asked this question, and someone replied that there was like a hin night on, or not a hin night, what's a stag night, and they all came like dressed as tennis players. Oh, well then. So maybe so that was why, it. Okay. That's why they had it in as well. Still, you're probably intending on throwing that into the octagon at some point. Yeah, you've like, dickheads everywhere. Like, you, like, the, like all the people that are like, seems to be a lot of Irish people annoyed about it. Yeah. Those are the like, look, you're always gonna stuff like this. It's the most popular thing in that country at the minute. Like, you're you're gonna get dickheads that go to it. Same way those people that return tickets and like, if you're returning tickets like that, like fair and like fair enough, you're entitled to. If you don't feel it's worth the value for money that you paid, but there's enough people out there willing to buy those tickets for that price because they're die-hard fans that didn't get it, didn't get tickets, and that's why I think Crow Park could be an awful night. Like if something like that happened in Crow Park, like Irish fans, not as a whole, not as a unit, because they really are some of the best fans in the world, if not the best fans in the world, could let themselves. A couple of idiots could let the whole whole group down, like, yeah. which is what happened on Saturday night. Yeah, if yeah. you listen to the podcast and you're one of those people, don't tune in next week. Yeah, yeah, fuck you. I do. And unfollow us on Twitter. 
I don't unfollow me. Unfollow Andrew. Unfollow follow me. me then. Follow Sean. Okay. Yeah, follow me. And listen to the podcast sometimes. Yeah, all the time, every week. Will Martin, Amanda deserves a shout out for with the first question. Amanda gave Severe May a shout out at the Q and A. Fucking legend. Everyone follow him at Will Martin MMA on that Twitter. That was hilarious. I'm not Great gonna man. lie. When that happened, I was I had my head down like as it happened, yeah. and I didn't want to look up because I felt so many heads turn to look at me when that happened like like because we were sitting beside each other like so many people turned to look at us when that happened whether it was on the media or from people to the right of us and i was just like because i was smiling so much like like, yeah (laughs) yeah you loved it i was smiling so much i was just like Uh, that didn't just happen i was like oh my god the ufc probably think we sent someone up to say that like and i was like oh well what are you gonna get an awkward fucking question later on and it was like no, it was actually unbelievable. Like game changing yeah. moment there from uh, from Will Martin and massively, massively appreciated. He asked me he's two questions here. Ask me first. How awesome was it spanking the Yank in the Guinness challenge? Yeah, here I woke Hashtag, I woke up like you can see me. Woke up the next morning for those that don't know, I think this was Friday morning. I woke up to it. Saturday morning. Was it Saturday morning? Yeah, he's not Friday out the night. two night. Oh yeah, Friday night. Sorry, yeah. um, woke up to about a hundred and something WhatsApp messages in the Severe MMA WhatsApp group, and it was something ridiculous like Sean Sheehan versus John Morgan. The collision of two drinking legends finally came head to head, and who got the win? Your boy, Sean Sheehan. Hashtag Tell us. Sean wins. Give us a play by play. I was just. It was just. We were like we were gonna do like a prolonged one with the bar being closed at that time, so we did a pint Guinness each downed it at the same time. And let's just say let's just say it wasn't it wasn't close. It wasn't close. Oh yeah. is there video close. proof? There's video proof. Abby has it, you know, from MMA Junkie. Yeah. But I don't think uh, I don't think John wants to put up fair enough. That's grand. But we everyone knows what happened. There you go. Sheehan wins. Sheehan wins. Okay, next question from Will. Um do you think you'll still be back to Ireland in 2016? Yeah, and this is another thing. Like, people online, oh, those Irish fans. Dana White said the UFC are never coming back to Dublin, and I what? saw four statuses saying that today. And I commented under every one of them. Where did he say this? Send me the link. Every single one of them said saw it on a timeline, and I was like, then it's not true. Like it. Even though he didn't show up, he sent someone to the press conference, uh, your man, the new head of Europe, to say how great... Whoever he was. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> Nobody I, knew who he was. I, I his name's James, I think. But I said... Yeah. So, like, He's very new in fairness. I realised, I was like, what is the point of asking this guy a question? He has absolutely... referred to him as the UFC. Yeah, I just... Exactly. I said question, question for the, for UFC. the UFC. Because <laughs> I was going to say... Because I didn't know his name. So I was just like question for the UFC here uh, and then I was like as soon as the question was out of my mouth I was like why did I even bother because this guy is not a matchmaker has no influence on where the UFC comes next year the yeah. UFC tell him where they're going next year and then he builds the show around that I was like ugh idiot I'm an idiot anyway um, I think yeah Dublin will definitely be back next year if the Crow Park thing doesn't happen three arena again I, I don't see why not I don't think he'll be back next year. I think <sighs> if they... No. And I don't think he should be. I think give it two years. 2017, Crow Park, no. Crow Park next think, year. Crow Park's never ever going to happen. Let's well, let's stop. say it does. It's next year. No. If that happens... But Dana said... Yeah. Sean, Dana said it's happening. If Conor I, beats I, Aldo... I, 
I kind of went insane there for like a month and was like, oh, Grove Park's going to happen. But no, no, it's never going to happen. We can just stop. Can we just stop? Can we just forget about it? Fine. It's never going to happen? Okay. Uh, I, yeah. I still think it's going to happen. If, if it come, no, it's not going to happen. If if Duff, Duffy had been on it and if the comment of Inted stayed, it would have been a great card this year. But I think this... Look, you need to, you need to um, wait for the appetite to come back. You know, that five years was why last year was so good. The atmosphere was unbelievable. It was because we had waited for it for so long. Give us two years. Give I'm us 18 months. I'm looking forward back in London next week, next yeah. year. Michael come Bisping. in that time. That time next year. Give us 18 months without the UFC and come back Come back in February next year in, in the Tell London. October that. 24th would have been a lovely day for Crow Park. I'm telling you, it's a fact. It was, it was beautiful, beautiful, wasn't it? Beautiful. The sun was splitting the stones. No cold or anything. Uh, okay. Uh, what's next for all the Irish lads who are at UFC Dublin okay Ashton Daly first Paige Van Zandt do it okay uh, Neil Siri. or probably Beck Rawlings someone like that yeah Siri. <sighs> Ali Bagatinov please Wilson Hayes Paddy, oh, Paddy Hoolan um, don't know Neil Siri. What about you? <laughs> oh, I don't know, I can't think. Uh, who's Tim the last guy? Is Tim Elliott still alive? No, he got caught. He got caught. Who's that guy that um that Sergio Pettis beat there in his last fight? Sergio Pettis. Give him Sergio Pettis. No, but he lost. That guy who Sergio Pettis beat, I can't remember his name, but him. Neil anyway. Siri versus Sergio Pettis. Carl Pinger, what do you think? Um, probably a welterweight that we've never heard of. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, we leave it on anywhere. Norman Park. Park. Jorge Masvidal. Mm. 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 Next February in London. Um, Harry Masvidal moved up to welterweight though. Did he? I'm going to say um, Cobb Swanson. At 45? 45. <sighs> That'd be a great fight. There you go. Finishable fight for Norman too. Yeah. Um, next question after Ashing Daly's walkout from Ronan Duffy what's your f- top three favourite walkouts ever Leota Machida versus Shogun Hua bleed it out UFC 104 the best ever ok what's your what, well I'm thinking of my other two so you go first I'm giving people's walkouts rather than Actual just one-off walkouts. So I'm going to go... I think Ashing Daly goes in there at number three. That's where I'm going to put her, that one at the weekend because that was special. Then the top two, I'm going to go McGregor because his walkout at Dublin, his walkout in Vegas with the music and his walkout in Boston, which was unbelievable, puts him in the number McGregor two. My number one... blackout was unreal. My favourite walkout is Michael Bisping. Oh. Michael Bisping is the best walkout in MMA, I think. Just win it, win it fucking, what is well, it? Well, no, obviously. Blur, blur hits. Ronda Rousey has the greatest Ronda's walkout. good, I think. I put Ronda in the top five, definitely. Ronda Rousey, Paddy Hulahan last year, UFC Dublin, opened the card, 10,000 hours. The shout out to the Severe and documentary, subliminally. That's it, uh, for me, that's it. <laughs> yeah. We spoke about the crowd behavior at the end, that was bad. Ben Rotwell. Colin, Colin Ward asks Ben Rothwell 
about Ben Rothwell. Like, did you notice how he became like everyone's favorite person in Ireland at the weekend? Like, yeah, he played the crowd very, very. It's well. great, wasn't it? Andrew Arlovsky, on the other hand. Yeah. Oh my God, I was just about to say it as well. <clears throat> if you want, like, if you want to become a fan favorite, and like, if you care about your image at all, don't just look at Andrew Arlovsky and do the exact opposite of what he does. The amount of people that came up to me. And said that they hated Andrey Arlovsky. Like, were people doing that to you as well? Uh, I couldn't believe it. I had at least the people, people in general, they were like, Arlovsky yeah. doesn't want to be here. Yeah. Uh, like, lots of people coming up to me, like, I asked Andrey Arlovsky for a picture and he just said no. When he was, like, at UFC events where he was supposed to be taking pictures with fans. He just had no interest in being there. Ben, ben Rodwell was the exact opposite then. And he was loving it, going around taking pictures with everyone. seemed really nice. Like, he got huge ovations when he went places. People cheering for him on. So if they're coming back again, I think Ben Rothwell could be on that card. He's like he is. I wouldn't surprise if four or five hundred people came just to see Ben Rothwell fight if he fought in Ireland after the last one. Yeah, after this, he's loads of loads of um, loads of fans. Also. Loads of fans now. New fan yeah. fan base. New fan fans. There you go. Tell you me know, uh, you know, questions? Irish people have a bandwagon. Uh, yeah, we've one or two more. Let's rattle through them. I have to go to work. What do you think of the Q&A? It was so much more respectful than the last one. Yeah, it actually was. And bit, I, I can't believe they didn't get Connor to do it, to be honest. Yeah. I thought that would have fucking had the, a lot... Like, First of all, the wins were a lot more full than last year. That's one thing I noticed. Yeah, there was way more people. I couldn't believe that. I, I wonder, was there a ticket mix-up last year or something? Uh, yeah, there I don't know what be. it was, yeah. But there was a lot of people there this year. And that was uh, great, great to see. I'm never usually there for the Q&As. Yeah, but for whatever reason, I was uncharacteristically early on Friday, so I was actually there, and I was just like, "Yeah, come on, we'll go over," and uh, I enjoyed it. I have to say, some good like some good questions. Uh, I heard there's a new heartbreaker on the market that's taken over from Nathan Gray Kelly, a little girl. Oh yeah, I, I was at, that's when I I had to run back over yeah. to the car for something. <laughs> Are you alright, Sean? Oh, you sprang that one on me. Uh, what are you talking about? Did you get something out the car, was it? Yeah, no, well, fucking ha- left the tripod and stuff in the car. And then Petey left all it. Like, I don't know why. When we were Petey going- left his laptop. He no, left that no. in the car once. Then he left his he left his charger in the car. He'd get that out of the car. Then he left his like, jacket all, in the car. I'm an awful car. man for forgetting stuff and leaving them in, yeah. like, leaving them there. But the, the annoying thing about it was how far away the O2 was from the... Car from park. the actual car park in the Gibson yeah, so it's like when you actually did forget something you're like holy shit like Graham I, Graham lost the head of me the first day I forgot the microphone it was so funny Niall McGrath is a hero Niall McGrath had a second XLR cable and a microphone but since we got a new Zoom I'm just so always used to like carrying the actual microphone like the recorder and not needing anything else I left yeah. the fucking new mic and everything sitting at oh, home man. on the media day <coughs> and Graham was on the phone to me and they were like you have everything yeah and I was like yeah <laughs> I remember that as well uh, what time are you going to be in today Andrew half <laughs> four I was like right I'll see you at seven o'clock yeah. he's like no. fuck you I'm going to be on time arrives at like six o'clock <laughs> that's when I found out the first fi- uh, well first of all it wasn't six I was there by like half six Quarter. Was it? Oh yeah, no, I was there with a bit of time. I had dinner, like I had time, I had time to spare. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna do an Andrew McGann here. Two quick things before we go. Oh, actually, oh you scumbag! We've actually, we've actually four. How long? How much time have you? Uh, I'm in, meant to be in work 50 okay. minutes ago. Just a quick, <laughs> JJ Mills. If you'd add a women's division, who would it be? 
Which which way out? Uh, 125. 105. 105. Yeah. 105, I think, yeah. Most there. Um, Peter McDermott, if Cork Park doesn't happen, what's the next UFC Dublin main event? Duffy against someone else, I'd imagine. I think it's. I'd say. I. Well, then again, like if we're talking Duffy. eighteen months. If we're taking talking eighteen months down the line, maybe Duffy's a lot for like. If you look what Connor did in his first eighteen months, uh, yeah. Duffy was on the verge of maybe announcing himself a little bit bigger with a win over Parry at the weekend. So, I think Duffy may even not be on the, those cards. Uh, the next time the UFC comes to Ireland, I think it will be headlined by Neil Siri. I think it'll be main. The main event will be Duffy versus or something Park. mad like Duffy someone versus, who's not Duffy even signed Park, with the UFC. Siri versus Hulan. <sighs> Duffy versus Park. Siri versus Hulan. There you go. The Battle of Ireland. Spectres at this Okay, I'm going to see it either tomorrow or the day after. Two quick things. I'm that sorry. Was I did such a flawless reply there. Like yeah. literally, like straight in, like. <laughs> Nick Newell, we didn't get a chance to talk about it. He retired. What do you think of Nick Newell? Great career. Fair play to him. What Who cares? Think? I what? Uh, I think he retired because he found out that there was, he was never going to get signed by the UFC. I'd say something happened like after winning his last fight, he yeah, might have been told like he might have been told like, look, you're not ever getting in here. I don't think yeah. he would have retired. Like he was looking for that UFC gig. If you don't know who Nick Newell is, by the way, people listen. He's the one-handed fighter that was fighting uh, World Series fighting. I think he reached a level where. He had beaten. He reached the highest amount yeah, of his level. Like, yeah. Beaten all the guys he could possibly beaten. If he took another step up, he'd get absolutely mur- murdered. He fought Justin Gaethje and it was uncomfortable to watch. But the guys he beat for the handicap that he has, it's just unbelievable. And like he's an inspiration. And I'm, I'm not a good, great one for these inspirational, inspirational bullshit. Yeah, that's not me, but he's he's a special guy. And fair play to him. Like he did an awful lot for MMA and stuff. And like. I think uh, I think he'll go down in history as, as a special fighter and fair play to him he's a fair play to him for, to know when to, to step away as well and the UFC Ireland shirt what do you think of that? Oh. I've said enough like it's done and dusted now really. yeah. there's no real How point in, was it? in bringing it up it was just I don't know I, I'm half tempted to believe Front O'Brien that Reebok are trying to get themselves out of the UFC deal at this stage <sighs> just so bad it was like, that Reebok like complete oversight from Reebok Americans Americans gonna America mm. uh, I love the word there were some Americans in blaming, blaming the UK of <laughs> division like, of <laughs> so what has this got to do with anything I don't really get it yeah uh, the UK Reebok tweeted it because <laughs> and so it was their fault uh, maybe they tweeted it because that's where the, the Irish people will be following region. yeah you fucking idiots <laughs> what the fuck okay that's it fuck Reebok I'm going on Brendan Schaubener I'm not going to lie you're what going on what I'll Brendan Schaubener I'm not going to lie some of the fight kits look nice in person the black McGregor one looks very no. nice in person I think they're hideous some of the t-shirts nice are nice material. and yeah some of the, the t-shirts are pretty nice Chris Chris uh, Weidman's one the giant team one that's really nice some but of his McGregor runners ones. are hilarious I like them I didn't think they were too bad the Nike, the Nike American flag ones are so much nicer. I've paired them myself. They're way nicer. Oh, Sean, have you got an inspirational quote for me? I do. But are we in on that? Do you not want to give all the shout-outs and everything? Give us all, all the usuals. Yeah. 
Well, if you... <laughs> just, some, just be a presenter there for a while, Andrew. Come just on. Just actually present. You yeah. see, Sean, my actual money-making job, I'm 44, 54 minutes late for the good of this podcast. Luckily, <laughs> they don't really care, and we're not open for another hour anyway, and I already texted the other lad in the bar with me, and he was like, it's grand. Come in whenever. Are you laughing, or were you opening something? I was closing a bottle there, I was taking a drink. Ah, you're all right. Um, I would like to, once more, the bottom of our cold, bitter hearts, you're all fucking unreal. We appreciate it a lot. The love for the website, very encouraging and motivating for us to continue the work that we're doing. Often, sometimes it seems in vain, and then you get something like that last weekend and just bombarded with nice messages and people saying how much they love the website. Peter Carroll even has a fan, ladies and gentlemen. No, did you not know here? <laughs> oh my God, he doesn't have a fan. A fan came up to us and he's like, uh, actually, BJ, I know you because I saw you on the podcast with the two boys. <laughs> Oh, heartbreak Peter Carroll had no an admirer and uh, well I'm very sorry to hear that Pizzi yeah. does have fans I know that Me. for a fact I'm, I'm Pizzi's biggest fan no no there's, I'm always uh, giving him shout outs shout outs on Twitter getting him loads of followers in the ring a Sean lot Sheen, of Pizzi Carroll, Carroll is the is the real deal he is the big draw in severe MMA let's well, not no no well, like, no no well hands I like I'm an arrogant bastard Sean and I can admit that the real, the realist, uh, Peter Carroll. Go follow him at Pizzi Carroll on Twitter. If you agree with the disgruntled murmurings of who the goat of severe MMA is, you can follow him as well at Sean Sheehan Ba. If you want to follow the humble one, <laughs> at Andrew McGann <laughs> underscore. That's the worst description of you ever given. Or if you want to follow the level-headed, all-seeing, all-knowing individual, that's Graham at Severe MMA. Right, what an outro. Um, We will be back next week. Just in case I've had to edit it, shout out to next week when I can announce the Bama fight that I've had to edit out of this (laughs) podcast because I just got a text saying, please don't announce that fight in case they pull it on me. (laughs) So this podcast may be edited unless the fight's announced in the morning. But here is the teaser for next week. Sean, take it away. If our oh fuck, I fucked it up. Can you can you edit that out? No, go. I do. If opportunity doesn't knock, build the door. See you next week. Excellent. <laughs>